Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Hey, Marketing Money Podcast listeners out there, if you need help with your geofencing and mobile placement of advertising, uh, such as we talk about from time to time, you've got to be on the phone. Look to Rain Local. Uh, they're a partner with this podcast now, and uh, Rain Local does a heck of a job on placing ads on that mobile phone, native, and helping with social as well. Uh, so if you want to look them up, rainlocal.com. If you talk to a rep, tell them the Marketing Money Podcast sent you. And now, back to our regular talk. Welcome to the least strategic podcast ever. And not because we're just in a crazy mood like normal, but we're going to purposefully be not strategic. We're going to try to be inspirational today. Oh, nah. I am. We're just going to talk about stuff. You're drinking Today's, a Red Bull. You're going to at least get into inspiration. It's going to hit right when it ends. I've been up since 3 a.m. this morning, Mr. Mabus. 3 a.m. normally 3 happens in the morning. I've been up since 3 a.m. and it's now late in the afternoon. It's actually 5 o'clock. So I've been going strong all day with work and doing stuff. Because today we need to talk about doing stuff and getting stuff done. Yes. Yes. It's time to just do it. So what company kind of janked things around on Monday and then fixed it in the middle of the game because they actually did something right? So I'm going to I'm gonna be like, you know, whatever, categorized. And I, I am not a Disney fanatic. ESPN ha- happens to be owned by Disney. ESPN screws up a lot of stuff, too. They do. I mean, fairness. So I'm going to be like put into this Disney corner. I'm not a Disney whatever um, zealot. They do a lot of things right. You mean that Mickey tattoo on your back This two feet high? And <laughs> it's not. You're not a fan? No. no me- oh, I forgot to post from the account. I found your shoes in the office. You did? Yep. Tiny little shoes. Anyway, ESPN, owned by Disney, Monday Night Football, Saints. Bum, 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 bum. That's, we're bum, probably sitting bum, now. Bum. Um, no, because I sing so poorly. Couldn't even match couldn't the... couldn't even match the... Um, they came out with a new graphics package. First game of the season. First Monday night game of the season. And I was at a, a restaurant that had TVs like in the bar in the background, and we were like... Oh my goodness, look at how horrible, like, look how big and dumb they it are. It was bad. But here's the deal. I did see, like, the down markers across the restaurant. I knew what the play was and the score was. Bright neon yellow. But I thought that was just the, I was with another, um, a group of people, and we all were like, had the same reaction to it. But I can tell you from a design standpoint, there was nothing actually wrong with it. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't bad in a technical sense, but everybody had this visceral, like, that looks like 1990s whatever. I text you and, like, because you're, like, watching Monday night. I'm like, yeah, did you see the graphics? And I'm like, yes, they're horrible. And so you're talking about it at yes. the same time. Flip over to Twitter. They are killing ESPN. Fast forward to halftime. Guess what? The graphics changed. To like a black, black um, simple, arrow, real thin, simple, real simple, not interruptive. 
there's probably there are probably some design lessons there, like don't make your graphics compete with what's going on on the screen. So maybe like if you look down by themselves, there's nothing wrong with them. But if you look at them in the whole context, but here's the deal. Somebody got it right instead of debating and flip-flopping or being coming out and be like, you guys are just wrong. These are tested and tried and we focused. They changed it. They didn't take it personally. But it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But they didn't take it personally. Or maybe somebody did. They didn't internalize it. They were just like, you know what? We can do a thing that reacts to the public they didn't they didn't necessarily apologize for it. Somebody was like, hey, we heard you. No apology necessary. We heard you and we changed. Not, We're so sorry for interrupting your your game experience. It's just like we heard you, we changed it. They just did it. When they could take action, they did. And I kudos to them. So speaking of taking action, I had an action experience in Decatur, Alabama hmm. a weekend ago. Suburb of um Huntsville. They would be very offended by you saying that in Decatur. Decatur is its own fine city. It's got a great children's museum, a bunch of banks, a downtown, a bank. shipyard. Yeah. A guy that makes helicopters. Yeah. Flies helicopters. It's got all types of stuff. It was a joke to um, uh, my friend Chris, who would be listening, who could possibly be offended by that. Decatur's awesome. It is an awesome town. It's actually a lot like Tupelo. Like, eerily. Except for a eerily. river. Except for a river and a really cool little downtown area. Tupelo has no river. But we have trains. <laughs> we also have people. We're just you like, sure? Yeah. We're just like Decatur. People. Without a river. With people. But so, anyway, here's a lesson in geolocating and proper addressing for you. You're about to say something... You're about to talk about a thing that actually separates Decatur from being anything like Tupelo. Yes, but this is going to be a good story, and then we're going to find the hidden gem in it. So, Who? Uh, Halpert? The hidden thing. Jim Halpert? No, uh, Jim and the Holograms. Okay. So anyway, to the point of this, my daughter, if I've talked about on the, the podcast before, Mm-hmm. Is a pretty good little soccer player. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Soccer I'm player. not under the guise she's going to play in college. She may not even play in high school. She may quit next year. But yeah. She's on a select travel team. They travel all around. I think they're ranked top five in the state or something. She's a good little player. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. So we go play in this tournament in Decatur. Uh, Saturday, Sunday travel tournament. It's about an hour and a half from where we live. So we're over there doing the, the travel parent thing, uh, which I highly suggest and don't suggest because there are pros and cons to being a travel parent with a soccer team. But anyway. Finish the game. Our last game of the day on Saturday is at 5.30. It ends at 6.30. So Y'all thought about ahead of time? Ahead. You had it planned? We're team staying at the hotel. You have to register at the same hotel. So we're at this hotel. It's got a good pool in the back. We're going to go have a little pool party for the girls' team. Hungry. Everybody's you know hungry. You're going to be hungry. So me being Mr. Planner, Mr. Planner and gentleman take care of people was like, y'all call for pizza. I'll go pick it up. Which I guess we could have delivered, but I was going to go do some errands anyway for the team. Whatever. Yeah. So call in. I'll pick it up on my way. Bring it to the pool. All the girls will be having a pool party. We'll have pizza. Whatever. So my wife, being the sweet wife that she is, grabs my phone. and Because it had battery power. It was dead. So she grabs it and she's like, uh, she's like, Google's Decatur Mellow Mushroom. Decatur Mellow Mushrooms. what she types in. Because Mellow Mushrooms pretty popular pizza chain. So mm-hmm. she calls it up. Hello, Mellow Mushroom, I hear on the phone, I want four 
extra large pizzas, pepperoni, cheese, whatever the order was, blah, blah, blah. Then another lady calls and orders pizza too, and I was like, I'll pick yours up while I'm there. It's part of the story. I haven't heard this part. Yes. So I walk in. Her name's Kristen. So I walk in, and another mother on the team. So I walk in, uh, drop the kids off, Thirty. go over to the Mellow Mushroom. I know the story's getting long, but anyway, go to the counter. Wrap it up, John. Go to the counter, and I say, uh, box it up in this case. I say, go to the counter. I'm like, I'm here to pick up the pizza. And the lady's like, under what names? I said, Emily and Kristen. Should be about eight pizzas, six pizzas, something like that. And anyway, she comes back. And she goes, I only have an order for Kristen. And I'm like, no, I heard my wife call it in. Can you check again, please? She goes back, checks. She goes, I do not have any orders for Emily. And I said, oh. And then I sat there for a minute thinking, and she said, look at your phone and see what you called. And so I opened up the phone. It was, And I looked at where she had dialed off the Google. Because, you know, when she Googled Decatur Mill Mushroom, call. it lists call directions website. Mm. She hit call. So just for you that don't know the South, there is a Decatur, Georgia, which is located in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Decatur, Georgia is also home of none other than the Outcast. That's yeah. a little little tidbit for you because I grew up like in Andre 3000 and Big Boy. But anyway, mm-hmm. back it on up. So we had called in a pizza to Atlanta, Georgia, basically Decatur, Atlanta, Georgia, which is probably three and a half hours from mm-hmm. Decatur, maybe four, depending on traffic. Maybe six, depending on Atlanta traffic. So anyway, somewhere in Decatur, Georgia, there were four pizzas sitting there to Mellow Mushroom waiting for an Oxford family member or a team member to come pick up those pizzas. And the waitress said, you know, it happens a lot. The waitress, the server said, it happens a lot more than you think. And in my mind, I was like, really? She said, yeah, people come here all the time and they've, they've done the exact same thing. They put the catermel mushroom, they hit the call button, which tells me they have a branding problem in a way. And I don't know that I would, you know, call the Chamber of Commerce for this, but it's they have a geo problem with Mellow Mushroom. I don't know how much this costs them. I don't know if Mellow Mushroom people want to fix it because they like the free pieces that nobody picks up. But yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do? With I know it? what are you going to do with it. So to end the story, it's not I, more profitable. I had to put another order in, sit there and wait a half an hour while everyone starved and got hangry on me. And then of course I text and said why we were late and i pulled in with everybody's pizzas hand them out and all the parents like oh you had to go all the way to georgia haha and hazed me for the rest of the trip yeah it was funny innocent mistake i'm not blaming my wife at all because i would have hit the call button too yeah it just happened to be on my phone but here's so i'm i don't the lesson here i guess is this for banks out there that all have the same name like first bank or community this or whatever and then you look at towns that have the same name and you don't put seo listing into your rationale of rebranding or naming yourself plus your town name you can come up with a problem where you try to open an online bank account at first bank and you end up with first bank of colorado and first bank in north carolina is where you really wanted your account so there's lots of little stories about oh, it's, this it's awful so i would say for for banks it's a brand problem because mellow mushroom still got the money at the end of the day and they've got a brand well, it's one. Yeah. It's the same one. Yeah. First Bank of Colorado and First Bank of North, North Carolina, Carolina are, not, up. Yeah. are not the same. Um, citizens, I think, is maybe the most common, It's which is weird because no, I am a citizen. Uh, I don't know. Citizens, I think, re- occurs I, comrade, citizen. more in, in, in uh, bank names. Weird. I, I think that's it. Um, and I just did this. Um, I just um, have a list of all the banks and, and sorted alphabetically. And I mean, it is it is awful. I mean, it really is. And here's the thing that you don't... I, so my point is, I think it's a training. I think it's just a management 
and just lack of awareness problem for mellow mushroom because this is what I would say is like well she you said can't, it, she said it happens it happens more well, than that's you what think. makes me mad more mad than anything else matter than anything else on this because they know it happens but they didn't verify it on the phone like that's what ticks well, me off and I, like are you trying ma'am this happens a lot are you calling well and I googled Decatur mellow mushroom myself to see and Decatur in in uh, Alabama is listed like four down on them. So it goes like Decatur, then it's like an ad, something they bought, mm-hmm. like a listing, and then finally it's like Decatur, Alabama. And so I was like, if you're in the car, you're driving, like yeah. you know, life is what it is. But but the thing is, if they if it's happened more th- enough to say, to look at the customer say, oh, that happens more than you think, why wouldn't they have protocol for that? Like if I were the store manager, I would say, hey, our people are really, we're ticking off people, Decatur, Georgia, you're within the same system. Could you please say... Answer the phone, Mellow Mushroom of Decatur, Georgia, or Decatur. We'll do the same thing for you. Whatever. That's a. I don't think for Mellow Mushroom it's so much of a brand problem, but I do think for banks who share a name that aren't the same. Because here's what you don't know, bank. You don't know how many people did that. You don't know how many you lost. No one called, like, oh, I just accidentally opened my bank account. So-and-so, will you move it over? Well, I can't because I sent another system. You don't know what you lost. And, I mean, this is... I feel like we bang this drum a lot for banks that can't change it. And you're like, I hear you, but I can't. But you got to. Over the next 10 years, 5 to 10 years, you've got to change this, banks. Because things like voice, I don't think is as big as the pundit said it was even a year ago. If you went to your Amazon Alexa, as you've heard me say before, and said, give me First National Bank. I have 100 matches. You know, it just doesn't play out. So here's the thing I say about, about that and sort of the, the thread of this. I keep going back, and I think maybe I mentioned it in the last podcast of when you have a problem, this is the this is the mellow mushroom of Decatur issue for me. Just make a solution for the problem. Like, it's not hard. We don't have to have a big meeting. Like, are you sure you're trying to call Decatur, Georgia? Like, ESPN said, oh, our viewers bad. have a problem. Let's make a change. That's why they get the kudos. So I, I go back to the Shia LaBeouf meme where he just looks <laughs> at the camera, his performance art piece, where he said, just do it. Just get out there and do it. Uh, Nike's going to sue us now. Anyway. They don't want just do Oh, they, oh, they do. do. They do. So let me tell you another thing I was very impressed with, talking about just doing it in your life and going and getting it and doing things. I think you pronounce her name Helena McWilliams. She is the chairwoman or chair of the FDIC. And I met her yesterday, if you can believe that. And we had a good discussion. Uh, It freaked me out that she's only three years older than me because like i still think of myself as being young and then she's the chairman she's only 21 she's chairman yeah exactly she is chairwoman of the fdic and i'm like wow amazing that's i only think of like super old white guy like crusty dude being the chair like she's 46 47 super uh engaging energetic i was super impressed with her and the point is is though she you would think chair of the fdic probably she was born in yugoslavia 
the former Yugoslavia came Czech up, Republic. Yeah, yes, and has a thick accent. Sounds like she should be in a James Bond movie or something. Mm. I mean, but it's like it's cool. And she came over on a uh, like a high school work program, and then did a bunch of minimum wage jobs and fell in love with banking and worked away for honors at Cal Berkeley and all the way. And all of a sudden now she finds herself a former child of the war-torn Yugoslav to now being well. chairman of the chairwoman, whatever, neutral chair of the FDIC. And I was, I hate to say it because I, I don't like to be like all, but like, I was like kind of inspired by her story and just getting to meet and talk with her and then knowing that they regulate our banks and our FDIC insurance and mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, this is a cool deal. It's not your typical thing. Yeah. And so um, anyway, good job, FDIC. I guess that's all I have to say about that. But it was talking about going and doing it like Yugoslavia. And yeah. Now you're chairman of the FDIC. You've got to be kidding me with that story. Yeah. It's amazing. And so if you ever get to meet her. She's awesome. I will tell you that. And she's getting ready to travel down to Mississippi, meet with a bunch of our banks, and talk hmm. about what we can do to make ourselves stronger. But she's open to we'll get her on lots the of advice. We even asked her. We said, uh, what do you see banks doing? And, and they went around with their staffers, and they said, you know, right now they think that banking is very strong, and it's made a strong comeback. And they're trying to make the uh, uh, getting charters an, an easier process. You still have to be well capitalized and mm-hmm. check all make the boxes. Your, yeah. But but. In other words, they would love to see a more. Yes, and they talked about fintechs and how it's regulated, and and even the cores and how cores need to be um, you know, regulated and how that holds banks. But they're aware of that, but they they also have some type of jurisdictional restrictions right, on what yeah, they can do because yeah. they don't insure the cores. Yeah, uh, but banks are responsible for what they the data that they have. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but anyway, just want to say I was impressed with our FDIC chairwoman, and uh, I think we're in good hands over there right now. But again. Talking about just doing it, somebody that came from that background, and now you're doing that. That's, I mean, you would think someone that grew up, you know, up north, and dad was secretary of the treasury, and went through Harvard and all this, and you're like, no, this is a yeah, it beats all the like odds of what you would think exactly, and uh, and the accent makes it even cooler, I think, to 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 hear that. So anyway, big up to the FDIC chair. I know we're uh, again most non-strategic podcast ever today. So what? You got another story to add? No, I mean, it, I guess this is sort of a continuation of two weeks ago. But it's just like what we do, and I had a, had a meeting about this. Or there, there's a by the time this comes out, we're we're um, young woman on our staff, uh, Nancy O'Brien, wrote a piece, fantastic piece um, for a blog. Uh, it's five data points that every banker. But I don't know what the title is going to be when it comes out, but it. Make sure you have a good handshake. <laughs> no, no, no. This is data points. Like when you're doing big instead of big data. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, make sure you have a lot of handshakes. Many handshakes. Many handshakes. Uh, black lace-up shoes. How many lace-up shoes come in the bank? Um, how many tellers? <laughs> like I'm just making up stuff. You, They're data points. I think you had a. They're data points. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to ruin them. But I will say this. I just did. <laughs> Those are not them. Um, not um, Reebok, whatever, 801, whatever the original like black Reebok ref shoes are, it's not in there. But they, I will say this. They are simple. And as I was looking through it, we were talking about sort of debating how, how to like put this piece out and what else to do with it and how we could enhance it. The basis of this in the discussion we went down was – how many bankers don't do anything with data because they have this like self-effacing like I don't know anything about data I can't I can't um, start because I don't know how to do it and this is all about 
look, there's some, these are five incredibly simple, 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 but still, I'll give you one of them. Sorry, Nancy, when you're listening to this, maybe I won't ruin it because of the piece of be out. How many clients does your bank have? Ooh, I know. But some don't. Yeah, true. And as the director of marketing, the head of marketing, there, there's a certain set of data that if you're in a meeting, you wouldn't think, like, what difference does that make? And then, and then we do go into explore what else you should do with that, not just knowing the number. How many? That our bank has? Yeah. Specifically or total? Total. Uh, approximately five hundred thousand. Yeah. So, but checking accounts two twenty five ish. Yeah. So, so and, that, and that's sort and of the I next can go steps. The, and I can break it down treasury management. Like I have all this. So when someone on a, says on a we, deck. we opened fifty um, OAOs, or we had fifty OAOs this week, you know within context of yep. that memorized number, and it it just contextualizes everything. But the point is, you don't. You're no data, whatever. Speaking of data. But you know the numbers, and you can jump, you know, jump to other um, extrapolations from from what you well, do. Let me now. extrapolate this one on you, bro. Mm. Guess what? Next week after next is National Data Week. No, it's the ABA Marketing Conference in Austin, Texas. Guess who's presenting there? You and me. And me and you. Yes. Which is kind of literal because we do present a couple of times at the same time. Maybe. Are we at the same time? Not in the same room, but like at the same session time. Yeah. But speaking of data, one of the things that we will be talking about in my session on content, creating clickworthy killer content, not killer in the That's fact a, that you know, alliteration you know, there. It is, it is. But clickworthy content uh, is how we have picked up our online account openings and we've seen the data rise. And we're looking at like 30 to 37% increase year over year for the past three years since we launched Renaissance Nation. Ironically, what? I will be speaking no. about building deposits. This is amazing. Why, why didn't we talk about this? Because which is we're going to talk didn't. about it uh, in person. They're going to get the li- No one will know which one of us is which. Well, they don't anyway. But it's going to be. Which is be. funny because we look nothing alike. True. True. Well, nah. Nah. But here's the deal. So we'll be speaking on content and how to lift your online brand awareness, uh, how to find, how to get attention, and then finally how to convert. And you're going to be over there talking about growing deposits both digitally and physically. Mm-hmm. Physically and physically. Fiscally. Fiscally deposits. Yeah. Fiscally rabbit. Yeah, I'm excited because, I mean, you know, tactical stuff. You know, the thing so, – so, again, just do it. You you just got back from a meeting, and, and this is what I hear a lot. So you guys that have, have seen, watched the stuff on Renaissance Nation – so true, y'all blows people's minds on the fact that, like, one, it's non-Southerners are like, what? well, tell them what it is. So Trio is a TV show. Everybody's do. seen it. Everybody's listening to this has seen So True, y'all. It's a it's an online show, five to eight minute little snippet. Not even that long. Most of them are three and a half. About um, very stereotypical Southern stuff, and so the South has its own little culture for good or bad. No. Uh, well, if you don't know, and so people see this from outside, they're like, "What yeah, if is you show this to thing? someone from Washington State? They're going to go, doesn't. I don't get these jokes." Yeah, and um, it's always hot. It, mosquitoes, whatever. Everybody has a drawl, this accent, and all that. But um, so when people ask me, like, "What? What? What is this deal?" I said, "Well, I've got six to nine million reasons um, why you should, you know, why this is a good idea. Up to sixteen is, I mean, incredible amount of views." Get, get, yeah, we target anywhere between six and nine million views on every episode. And we talk about this, it's like nineteen fifties advertising because this is 
brought to you by Renaissance. They know what a bank does. We don't have to explain it. Buying those brand impressions. Here's the thing I would tell everybody. Because you, I don't know, you can tell it. How do you do that? Oh, my goodness. It's magic. You buy it. Yeah, you buy it. And it's affordable. But you have to be creative in finding it. And the way you buy it is find out how many followers they have, what their algorithms are to getting it in front of people. And algorithms is a fancy word for just numbers. <laughs> numbers. And then... Uh, uh, well, actually, ag- algorithms mean something else. It's a little bit more. But you mean numbers. It means numbers. <laughs> I mean numbers. Anyway. Johnny means numbers. Johnny means numbers. But... We so, need to start making T-shirts of just random states. Johnny means numbers. <laughs> Johnny means algorithms numbers. means numbers. No, it doesn't. No, it does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me talk about this. On my DC, my DC trip that I just met with the FDIC chair, and I'm yes. not name dropping that. I'm I'm bragging about her. We also met with the OCC. Yeah, very good. Talked about BSA and all that good stuff. We yeah. met with the CFPB. Yeah, how's it going? Better. It, it was a good meeting. It was really good. And one thing, the new head. Uh, lady of it is really interesting is how banks can teach folks to save more. Mm-hmm. And while they are looking for things like... But I like spending money. True. But it's like 60% of Americans don't have a savings account. Yeah. And, and so, it's ironic, not ironic, I guess, in this sense that over half of Americans have cried about their finances. You think those two are... Those might relate. Yeah. So anyway, for those of you banks out there that want to get in good with the uh, CFPB that regulates you, especially over $10 billion, uh, and assets advertise those savings savings accounts and guess what Show they them how bring you're working in to educate your folks deposits boom usually low costing too so yeah. and they don't move a lot so they're consistently in there get for you to get accounts, spread on move yes. it from your um, regular DDA into so that your was savings. good and then we met with the ABA they were great they went over all did the, you have any bad meetings we really didn't we really didn't we Bless met you. with every ABC. Regulator Alphabet in town. Suit. Well, you just went up the same street. They're all there. We just kind of hopped around and met them all. Uh, but I guess to bring this back is uh, the savings deal was good to know that there's actually like a hard thing that they have an initiative for the banks to do that's outside of what they regulate. on. So they would like to see us educate America on savings. Yeah. So that was good. If you good. want to protect the consumer. Why don't you give them a, a safety net of their own? Yeah. Uh, so the government doesn't have to. So that, that was good. And then... Uh, ABA had some good stuff. We did talk about the conference, the marketing conference coming. It's going to be fun. There's some uh, off-site deals, I think, uh, in the evenings that will be announced when you're there. They're kind of a surprise. It's like band party type stuff, so it'll be fun for those marketers Ooh. that are there. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. There's going to be good speakers. And uh, anyway, pretty excited about Austin, Texas. Getting out of town. Bat Bridge. It's conference season. Yeah, high five. <laughs> but anyway, it should be fun. Should be fun. So, what else is non-strategery that we need to discuss today? I don't know. If we, if everybody needs to just do it, we need to... Well, if you need some inspiration on just doing it, Gary V, <clears throat> we talk about it a little bit on here, but I haven't talked about it in a while, because some people, he's awesome, and some people... He's gotten... Rubs the wrong way or yeah, whatever, but anyway. And, but I would say this. If you saw him... In person? Well, if you saw him more than two years ago, or, or like, watched some, like we shared some of his content, we're just kind of all out there... I will tell you, um, it has gotten more strategic. Like it, it's gotten better. It has been. It's um, gotten better. It's, it and, has. Not so, been, so it if has. you like had a taste of it, and no acolyte of his, but got great stuff. Well, I have my little podcast when it dings when there's a new podcast release, and he had one. I believe it was around the beginning of the week. If you want to go back and hear it, it was um, ten ways to have a winner's mindset. 
And it was little clips of him from different speeches over the past few years poked together as 10 points of uh, inspiration. And one of his was just go do it, like do things. Don't sit there and, and he said, don't be at home and be like, well, I wish I could do that. And then you go play Fortnite. I wish I could do that. And you go out like if you really want to do it, put the time in. And so, and then he talks about happiness and finding happiness. And he's he's often says he has more friends that make seventy four thousand dollars a year that are happier than the ones that make eighteen million a year because of the way they live their lives. And so, my point to all that is, when we're saying just do stuff, be strategic in the non strategic podcast and go do stuff. Well, it's just that initiative. You've got, but he's got a great one. He's just you listen to it and you're like pumped up. And even if you don't like him, I think what he says is so commonsensical. But people beat themselves down. I'm not good enough. I doubt myself. Well, there's there's a diverging road of listeners right now. There's a group. I don't know if it's fifty fifty or what, but there's a group that that has a list of initiatives. They're just kind of waiting on like some waiting on Superman on magical waiting on permission to do it. And there's a group that doesn't have those that that doesn't have an idea of what to do next. So just do it is really bad advice if you don't know what to do. I, I would say that, that that don't know what to do is very small because there's so much to do in bank market. If you're marketing a bank, I've said the best marketed banks are 10 years behind. You got 10 years of gap, not to close up, but to look at what others are doing. And not that you should be advanced or whatever. The point is the list, you should have a list of one or two things you'd love to do. Start setting that in motion. And here's the other thing is it doesn't have to happen immediately. Put a two-year goal on it, a year goal. I mean, with bank contracts, the length of them, thanks, vendors. We don't do that at www.mavishc.com. <laughs> um, we only do amazing things. Um, but just the amount of time it takes, vetting, yada, 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 getting it through the contract system, all that stuff, it probably makes much more sense to put an 18-month to two-year timeline right. on it. So. I don't know. John Acuff has a book called Start. Pick that up. If you don't have an idea what – if you're in the group that doesn't know have the idea, go pick up John Acuff's book, Start. I just think banks are conservative and move so slowly that you've got a, a lot of bank marketers that feel like they can't make any progress. And 2020 is coming. 2020 is going to be the big play because of the year. It just has significance in being 2020 with 2020 vision and all the crazy BS, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it, of around that – Oh, it's 2020. You got to be doing this and doing that. Well, you do, but figure it out. Again, non strategic podcast. But, oh, also, non strategic podcast. In closing, yes. Thank you, listeners. Last 30,000? 30,000. Total? (laughs) Is that what you were going to say? What were you going to say? I mean, uh, say it. Say thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. For? Oh, it was our largest ever week last week. I know. My mom, my dad, and my brother listened. Multiple times. It, and it made all seven listeners. Thanks, Oxford family. No, it, it really, I mean, last year was a, I mean, last week was a, our last session was really big. Probably because High it had watermark. the word Disney in it. High watermark. High watermark. Um, I do think we have 30,000 total listeners now. So that's. Um, Pert good. I'm proud of it. I mean, we, for something we set out to do, but literally, John's like, let's do it. And I'm like, I don't know, podcasts aren't that, I mean, isn't that just like nerd shows and stuff? And then Serial came well, out. It is with us. But uh, what was the other thing? The Freakonomics. That mm-hmm. was part of my inspiration was I heard it and I thought, these guys are really smart. They're smarter than we are, but we could still do the same broadcasting that they did. Yeah, just, but but for us, you know, um, for this sector, but, um, oh, and uh, I guess 
related to that was got a ton of like encouraging. I haven't shared them with you because you weren't here. Um, it's like, hey, love the podcast. I've been in DC, bro. Yeah. I, oh, I heard. I'm doing the people's work. Hold on, hold on. Let me. I'm pick, just trying to impress you. Let me pick those names up that you dropped right here. I didn't drop any names. Um, no, they're actually doing their podcast talking about meeting with me. I hope so. Because they're like, this guy from Renaissance blew but me away. Appreciate the love. Appreciate all the listens. Um, share with your friends. Um, excited about um, being able to share information, even when it's like this one, not particularly whatever. Strategic. Ram- ramble, scramble. But, 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 here's what I've challenged you to do. Call for a pizza in Decatur, <laughs> Decatur <laughs> Alabama. Write us and tell us. Get on marketingmoneypodcast.com and just give us a little um give us a little insight on what you're doing like do it just stop whatever little work jump over marketingmoneypodcast.com fill out the form i want 10 or 12 people to tell us um projects you really want to work on and I, is this our last podcast before austin yeah so what do people need for the high five or whatever you you threw that gauntlet down a couple weeks ago it was like the third and fifth person gets a High five if they come up and see you, but the tenth dozen or something like that. Yeah, I'm holding you accountable. Well, you're going to know the rules. Did I say accountable or a cannibal? (laughs) You're holding me (laughs) accountable. (laughs) On that note, we will see you in Austin. Yes. Later. Bye. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.